Hello, I'm Tom Wilkinson, and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast for intermediate to advanced level English learners. Across the world, our economies are struggling with inflation, soaring energy prices, and the impact of Russia's war in Ukraine. It is likely that many countries will enter a recession. But what exactly is a recession? What causes recession? And how can we reverse a shrinking economy? Let's try to answer these questions today while learning some useful economic vocabulary. You can find the full transcript of today's episode over on the Thinking in English blog. Head over to my Instagram page, Thinking in English podcast, for more content and leave a like, rating, review, or follow wherever you are listening today. Here is today's vocabulary list. As always, you can find the written list in the description of the podcast or over on my blog, thinkinginenglish.blog. Market. Market. The business or trade in a particular type of goods or services. For example, the job market is strong right now. To shrink. To shrink. To become smaller or to make something smaller. As in, the company's profits have shrunk from $10 million last year to just $2 million this year. Decline. Decline. When something becomes less in amount, importance, quality or strength. For example, there is a decline in the number of unemployed people this month. Quarter. Quarter. One of the four periods of time into which a year is divided for financial reasons. For example, I pay my rent every quarter. Holistic, holistic. Dealing with or treating the whole of something or someone, not just part. As in, my doctor takes a holistic approach to disease. Bubble, bubble. A temporary period of very successful economic performance in a particular country or sector often followed by a sudden failure. As in, there, there are worries that the current housing bubble may soon burst. Inflation. Inflation. A general continuous increase in prices. For example, inflation in the UK has now reached 10%. Deficit. Deficit. Total amount by which money spent is more than money received. For instance, the country's deficit is around $500 million. What is a recession? You would think this should be an easy question to answer. They happen relatively regularly, after all. Global recessions occurred in 2020 due to the outbreak of COVID-19 and famously in 2008 
due to the US housing market crisis. I even recorded an episode on the Great Depression a few months ago, probably the most famous recession in history. Now, it seems likely that some countries are already in recession or will be in recession by the end of the year. In Britain, for example, the Office of National Statistics announced the economy had shrunk in the second quarter of the year. The Bank of England predicts the UK will enter recession, and this recession will last around a year and a half. Talk about recession is everywhere. So it must be an easy to answer question. What is a recession? In reality, however, it is not so straightforward. The technical or academic definition of recession often differs between countries and economies. The USA is currently experiencing a political fight over whether the country is or is not in recession. And Wikipedia have banned people from editing their pages on recessions because people kept changing the definitions. So let's take a look at a few different definitions of recession. The simplest and least technical definition is a period of significant decline in economic activity. The National Bureau of Economic Research, NBER, which is the organization responsible for determining whether the US is in recession or not, defines a recession as a significant decline in economic activity that is spread across the economy and lasts more than a few months. A healthy economy is a growing economy. The value of the products and services produced by an economy gradually increases, and this makes the citizens of the country slightly richer on average. And this is measured in terms of gross domestic product, or GDP. When an economy is doing badly, GDP stagnates, so it doesn't increase and perhaps even decreases. Rather than being a cause of economic problems, a declining GDP is a signal or an indicator that something is wrong. When the economy is growing, there is more money and people become slightly richer on average, and when the economy is shrinking, there is less money and people might struggle financially. In some countries, including the UK, a recession is defined in terms of GDP. If the economy shrinks for two quarters, which is two three-month periods in a row, then we say the country is in recession. When the Bank of England predicts that the UK will be in recession, they are predicting that GDP will fall for two consecutive quarters. Simple, right? Well, not exactly. This is the conventional definition used in some countries, but not all countries. Let's think back to the definition from the National Bureau of Economic Research. A recession is a significant decline in economic activity that is spread across the economy and that lasts more than a few months. Well, economic activity 
is far more than just GDP. Many economists believe that just using GDP to, to determine recessions is an oversimplification and not matching with the reality of a country's economy. A good metaphor is to think of a country as a person. If a person is sick, how does the doctor diagnose them? Do they just take the patient's temperature? No, they ask questions about pre-existing health conditions and recent activity, and if needed, they have hundreds of different tests they can do. If they just check temperature, they won't be able to accurately understand the problem. And the same is true for an economy. If you just check GDP, you might not be able to understand the real situation. So, how do economists determine when an economy is in recession? Countries like the USA and Japan use a more holistic approach to examine data. In Japan, for example, recessions are determined by looking at things like employment, factory production, and retail sales, as well as GDP. The National Bureau of Economics in the US considers industrial production, personal income, consumer spending, employment, and more to, to determine recessions. And in these countries, there is no fixed or static rule that immediately qualifies the economy to be in recession. Instead, they consider the whole health of an economy. And therefore, the US is not technically in recession right now. Yes, their GDP has fallen for the first two quarters of this year, which would be a recession in Britain or France or Germany. But when looking at the whole economy, the situation is more complicated. Unemployment is very low, and the US keeps adding more jobs, 528,000 jobs in July alone, which seems pretty healthy. Another difference between definitions of recession is when you determine the recession. The US, for example, does not predict recessions or even determine them right now. They wait until later, when there is more evidence. Why would you do this? Well, economic data is incomplete until months, sometimes years later. Britain announced they were in recession in 2012. But in 2013, updated GDP data revealed that Britain never entered recession. Debate over definitions of recession that is happening in the USA right now is mainly political. Recession is generally a bad thing, and it's a powerful tool in elections. The party in power usually loses during recession. Trump lost during the 2020 recession, and the Republican candidate John McCain lost during the 2008 recession. Republicans in the USA are claiming the country is in recession, while the Democrats are stating that the US is not. And while the Democrats are correct, the US is not in recession based on the country's definition of recession, the economic situation is not necessarily good. So let's think about why recessions happen. 
and why there is going to be a recession this year or possibly going to be a recession this year. There are a lot of different reasons, causes and factors that can contribute to recessions. Loss of confidence, stock market crashes, credit crunches, poor economic management, asset bubbles like a housing market bubble, deflation, manufacturing slowdowns or the end of a war. All of these can and have caused recessions. Often there is a mix of different factors that combine together to push an economy into recession. You can listen to my episode on the Great Depression of the 1930s to understand the causes behind the most devastating recession in history. The 2008 Great Recession was triggered by the subprime mortgage crisis. Basically, banks allowed people to take out large loans and buy houses they couldn't afford. And then investors, banks and hedge funds invested in these mortgages, which were essentially junk or worthless. And the 2020 recession was what is known as a black swan event. The outbreak of COVID-19 and the spread of a global pandemic shut down most countries' economies. Shops closed, factories stopped production and people lost their jobs. This recession was caused by a unique crisis. Well, how about now? What is causing the current economic problems? Well, there are a few factors, but massive increases in energy prices are a serious concern. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has increased fuel prices as countries stopped buying Russian oil and gas and increased food prices as Ukraine could no longer export grain. People's incomes are falling relative to the soaring prices. China has also experienced an economic downturn, which has had global effects. Inflation is much higher than expected, and there are still effects from COVID-19. So it's likely that economic problems will continue for a while. But what happens in a recession? What are the impacts and how could it affect you and me? When the economy is growing, this is good for most people. More jobs, more profitable companies, higher salaries, more money for the government to spend and better returns on investments. Sounds great, right? Well, the opposite of this happens when the economy is in recession. The consequences of recessions depend on who you are and what type of job you do. But some people will probably lose their jobs. Pay rises will probably decrease and it may be harder to get promoted. People leaving school or university may struggle to find their first job. And this is kind of concerning for me because I will probably start a job search in the next few months unless I start making money from thinking in English. Importantly, the impacts of recession are not universal or equal. They hit certain people harder than others. Inequality usually increases and people with fixed incomes tend to struggle more than people with salaries. People who rely on government support, like the disabled, are also negatively affected. So how can we end recessions? There is no quick or easy solution. 
The methods used to return economies to growth vary depending on the cause of the recession and the political ideology of the politicians in charge. One approach is cutting taxes. If people have more money in their pockets, they may be tempted to spend this, adding more money to the economy, creating jobs and stimulating production. However, with inflation so high right now, many governments are reluctant to reduce taxes. Government spending is often at the heart of recession plans. One side believes that government spending should be reduced. If the government spends less money and cuts services, then they need less taxes and the deficit is reduced. The other side believes the government should spend more money. Public money can be used to generate jobs and increase salaries so that people feel confident to go out and spend more money. Quantitative easing is another approach. Basically, adding more money to the market so that banks have more cash to lend customers. The idea is that with more money in the economy, this can be spread through businesses and individuals. But it doesn't always work that way. In 2008, most banks just kept their extra cash because it was too risky to increase lending. And finally, the central banks could reduce interest rates. People in business or people with loans will have to pay less back every month and loans will be cheaper to borrow, meaning that there should be more free money to spend in the economy. This is what would usually happen. But in the UK and many other countries, our banks have just increased interest rates because prices were raising so high. It remains to be seen how governments around the world will attempt to navigate the next few months of economic troubles. So here is today's final thought. Today, I've tried to explain recessions. I talked about the different definitions of recession around the world and how economists determine whether a country's economy is in recession. I discussed the causes, effects and potential solutions to the problems. Even if your country won't go into recession this year, it is quite likely it will do at some point in the next decade. Our economies grow and shrink fairly regularly. So learning about recessions and how to talk about economic issues is always important. Will your country go into recession this year? What is the current state of your country's economy? How should we define recession? What is the best approach to reverse the effects of recession? Let me know your opinions and your answers to these questions by leaving a comment on the Thinking in English blog on the transcript, uh, send me a message on Instagram, or leave a comment on Spotify. You can do that on Spotify now. Also on Spotify, you can leave me a rating. Please leave me a five-star rating. We're trying to become the most reviewed, the most rated English language or English learning podcast on Spotify. So we're very close to 2,000 ratings, which would be absolutely incredible. If you enjoy my 
podcast, why not go over to my Instagram as well? On Instagram, you can see some extra content um, and some posts and things from my personal life as well. And if you really, really love the podcast, please consider supporting me by becoming a Patreon, a a patron on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com forward slash thinking in English. And there's lots of great, great rewards you can get for signing up and giving me some money every month. So yeah, I think that's everything. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I'll see you or I'll speak to you next time.